on today's third and run podcast nolan rucci is a wisconsin badger that feels so good to say i react to his commitment and explain what it means for the current state and the future of the wisconsin football program also former badger linebacker ryan Connolly was released by the new york giants recently i'll tell you why the move makes no sense Connolly found a home soon after but I tell you why the move makes no sense and why Connolly represents what every NFL team should be looking for. And finally, several UW products found their way onto NFL practice squads after cut day, but this year the NFL added a new rule that will help them and bodes well for their chances at seeing the field this season. Loaded episode today. Good to have you in. Music. Welcome back to the Third and Run podcast. Today is Wednesday, September 9th. I, again, am your host, Ben Kenny. I'm a student at UW-Madison, also a staff writer for USA Today's The Badger's Wire, and the host of WSUM 91.7 FM Madison on Fridays from 12 to 2. That is starting this coming Friday. Super excited to hit the live airwaves. But before I get in, to all of the Rucci commitment, the Connolly News, NFL practice squads. You can find my work at badgerswire.usatoday.com or on Twitter and Facebook at The Badgers Wire. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Z. Kenny and the podcast at Third and Run Pod. All Wisconsin sports, all the time. Check out my work, the work of my great colleagues as the fall moves on and hopefully we get close to a Badger football season. I need it. I know a lot of other people out there need it. Hopefully we move close towards the season and they're able to play at some point. But without further ado, yesterday, 5 p.m., five-star offensive tackle and the number 14 player in the entire country, Nolan Rucci, committed to your Wisconsin Badgers. And that sentence feels so, so good to say. But this isn't all about what he'll do in his years with the program. Yes, 14th player in the country, number five offensive tackle, number one player from Pennsylvania, said by many NFL analysts to be a current, uh, I'm sorry, future top five pick in the NFL draft. I believe personally he's the best recruit the program has ever landed. He's the second highest recruit. He is the highest since 2007, but he'll be one of the best tackles in the country for his college years, for the years to come when he does take the field. But One of the biggest effects of this and what it means for the future of the program and its recruiting efforts comes down to one word, and it's destination. Destination is the key word here. So since 2018, of the top five recruits from the state of Wisconsin, we're going to start 2018, Wisconsin landed two of the five. The number two player, offensive tackle Jack Plum, went to Iowa. Number three player, running back Henry Gale, also went to Iowa. Number four player, Will McDonald, defensive end, went to Iowa State. 2019, also landed two of the five top prospects from the state of Wisconsin. They lost out on number three, Deshaun Brown, number four, Jake Karzinski, and number five. Then, move forward to 2020, they landed four out of five. 2021, they landed all five. 2022, so far, they have landed 
the number five player, Braylon Allen, and obviously lost the number six player, four-star wide receiver, tight end, Jerry Cross to Penn State. If, if the program wants to move forward, if the program wants to take that jump, you know where they are now. They have success. They win nine to 10 games a year. They make it to the Big Ten Championship most years. They haven't gotten over the hump since 2012. They haven't won the Big Ten Championship since 2012. And they haven't really been competing for the college football playoff or for the national championship on a national stage. And where it will start will be keeping the top recruits in state, keeping them home, for lack of a better word. So you see in 2020 and 2021, I'm going to focus on 2021, obviously, because that's Rucci's class, but they had success with that. And that is why the 2020 class is, is impressive. But the 2021 class is the greatest in school history, according to 24-7 Sports, according according to a lot. They have a five-star, six four-stars, but that's how they get over the hump is that they keep these in-state guys, they keep the talent in-state at home. They become a destination. You know the program's a destination for offensive tackles. You know they're a destination for running backs. But if they become a destination in general and start with keeping the top talent in the state, and then branch out and land guys like Rucci or guys you know from the Midwest, from out of state, which they've been doing in 2021 and recently, if they can move forward and become a destination, that is how this program will get over the hump. And the Rucci signing really helps that. If you're a recruit, if you're a recruit and you see a program like Wisconsin land a player like Rucci, what are you thinking? You're thinking that they're taking you know, the step forward towards competing with the Ohio States of the world. So they just need, overall, they just need recruiting classes that are in the same stratosphere. I'm not talking about on the level of Ohio State, who's, who has the number one class pretty much every year, but they can't be three galaxies away from the Ohio States and the Penn States. They're actually better than, the class is better than Penn State in 2021 uh, as of today, as things stand. So what did the Rucci signing do? It, it pushed the class up to number 16 in the nation, still number three in the Big Ten. And it also creates an offense looking forward if we're looking at 2023-2024 with four-star 2021 tight end Jack Pugh, two five-stars on the O-line with Rucci and Logan Brown, more four-star offensive linemen around them. You have four-star quarterback Graham Mertz, the highest quarterback recruit in program history, four-star running back Jalen Berger, and three-star wide receiver Skylar Bell. They're starting to recruit the skill positions well. Things are all coming together that in the coming years, especially if you see this team in the coming years, you know, win a Big Ten championship, make it to the college football playoff, make a splash. That's when those top recruits will start seeing Wisconsin as more than just an offensive line and running back school. Because you know what the program does in terms of development, especially on defense and on the O-line. They can take three-star recruits, turn them into NFL players. But if they start getting the top talent, you pair that with the development, that's when this program takes the jump. And I said all those names, not even mentioning the recent big-time defensive prospects. Four-star TJ Ballers. You have Hunter Wohler, Braylon Allen. They're, they're getting the defensive prospects. They, Rucci is the big name in it. But the recruiting is really coming around towards, you know, the program competing with Ohio State, even on the recruiting trail. The offense is loaded with talent. The defense is going to be loaded with talent. And I've never seen it with this program before. You know the offense, as I said, it'll be good and consistent. But you haven't seen, you've seen NFL, good NFL players sprinkled on the offense. There was obviously Russell Wilson. 
and Jonathan Taylor, Melvin Gordon, especially at the running back position. And then you have Quintez Cephas. You know, you have the guys on the O-line, but you've never seen a loaded. That's the word. You've never seen a loaded offense with this program. So what does this all do? It gives the team a fighting chance, again, in national recruiting for offensive guys and defensive guys, but more offense, especially with Rucci. And the team success that is being projected right now will help with that immensely. 2023 team, 2024, arguably has the talent or will have the talent to win the Big Ten and push for the national championship. But also a big effect of this, and and this is something that I've loved to see recently, is on social media. The social media hype is massive around this program right now. You see the program land a guy like this right now. You're a 2023 recruit. And you see the Twitter hype around the program and the guys that are that are hyped to come to Wisconsin, play there, and now there's a number 14 player in the country coming. You're more likely to sign. You're more likely to sign with the program. But we've also seen guys in the program like Deacon Hill, you know, TJ Ballers, literally going out and being recruiters. They're going out and being recruiters, and you can see that the efforts are working. I haven't seen, you know, this kind of Twitter push for for recruits ever, honestly. But with this 2021 class, you know, the guys who have already committed are working together to bring more guys to the to the program, top guys to the program. And this is only going to continue. You have Braylon Allen, you know, doing his recruiting efforts for guys in the 2022 class. This all creates the snowball effect that once the ball gets rolling, once the ball gets rolling and Nolan Rucci is one of those big steps to get the ball rolling, nothing's going to stop it from for lack of a better term, picking up more snow along the way. As long as Paul Chris and Jim Leonard are, are at the helm of, of this team, uh, given how it's trending, all, all it's all good going forward for the program. It's all great. And this is obviously not mentioning the clear impact that Rucci will have. The suit's 295 pounds, 6'8", extremely athletic. And you watch his highlight tape, you watch him play in high school, and he reminds me of watching Derrick Henry's highlight tape in high school where you could tell he's just built different. He's a man amongst boys. And this is a kid that's in high school. Once he gets to the weight program, the eating program of Wisconsin, I don't see how he doesn't become one of the best offensive tackles in program history. But just the hype around the signing, the signing itself, it's all good going forward for the program. The ball is starting to roll towards Paul Christ, his team, winning Big Ten titles, contending for the national championship. And we haven't really said that recently at all with the program so 2021 best recruiting class in program history the momentum is clearly there 2022 they already have four-star braylon allen and it's making the school a destination for top guys now they're obviously not going to go down to alabama and and get the guys that are that are going to bama or or auburn they're not going to compete in southern recruiting with with sec but in the midwest in ohio you have crazy good talent And if Wisconsin can start to land some of that top talent in addition to keeping the top in-state guys home, the jump is going to come. We're going to see the jump in the coming years. Also, this is aside from the recruiting part, this signing makes Jalen Berger's and Graham Mertz's career as starters in Wisconsin look even better, look even brighter. Can you imagine an offense with Mertz under center, two five stars as bookend tackles, Jalen Berger running behind him? We have Jack Pugh on the line. There's going to be a loaded offense. And with Mertz and Berger, who are two extremely talented players, coming in and they're going to play in the coming years, this signing is huge for, for their careers as well. 
So I'm thrilled with the news. And I, I can't wait for what the future holds for the program. Because we haven't gotten much good news recently. Big Ten fans, Badger fans, there has been much good news, especially with the fact that the Badgers won't be playing football this fall. But this is news that can make you happy. It can make you excited for the future of the program, which in a time where it's been a lot of negatives, this is a huge positive in so many, so many ways. So I'm going to shift to this now. And we're going to get a lot of Badgers in the NFL talk this fall. A good amount on this podcast because until the Badgers play a football season, there isn't real football to talk about. It's a lot of recruiting, a lot of Badgers in the NFL, you know, a lot of big news around the college football world. There's a pretty significant story last week involving a Wisconsin product in the NFL, and his name is Ryan Connolly. Ryan Connolly is a linebacker, played, played for the program recently, was drafted in the fifth round by the New York Giants in 2019. And in his four games as a rookie last year, he had two interceptions, two passes defended. He had a sack, 20 tackles, one quarterback hit. He produced. He produced as a fifth-round pick. He then, unfortunately, tore his ACL, missed the rest of the season. So last week was NFL Cut Day. The teams were trimming their rosters down to the 53 allowed to go into the season. The NFL season obviously starts tomorrow. I couldn't be more excited. But the Giants cut Ryan Connolly during during their round of roster roster cuts and I have I have absolutely no clue why they made this move. And here's why. So apparently first his rehab was going slow, rehab from the ACL, but the PUP list, the physically unable to perform list, it exists for a reason. Ryan Connolly is exactly what every single be, uh, NFL team should be looking for. He's young, late round pick, he's cheap, he's affordable, and he produces. If you can get young, affordable production on your team, that's how you succeed in the NFL because you have dudes making, making, I don't know what percentage of your salary cap, but if you have a good quarterback, the Giants have Saquon Barkley, once you get those star players, you need to find young, cheap guys to produce and you don't have to pay them as much so, so you can keep them on the roster. And, and that's when great that's when great teams are able to win. Obviously, teams often win Super Bowls with their quarterbacks on rookie contracts. We saw that with the Eagles 2017, Chiefs last year. But once you pay the quarterback, it gets tougher to keep that roster around. We saw it with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks as well. So cutting Ryan Connolly, I, I don't get it at all. A cheap, consistent production at a key position. Linebacker is a key position. So they're now going forward with Blake Martinez, who's a solid player, and a completely unproven Devontae Downs. Now, even if Connolly couldn't play the first four weeks of the season, I don't get why you don't keep him on the team. Put him on the IR, put him on the PUP list. They had a classic Badger linebacker, a classic Badger linebacker. You'll get TJ Edwards too, guys that are unheralded coming out, but they come to the NFL and all they do is produce. They had him under cheap team control for years and even showed it on the field. There was, there was talk when, when he started off and he was producing that he would be a starter there for a long time. Unfortunately, he tore his ACL and now he's cut. So Connolly, and this took three seconds, got signed up by the Minnesota Vikings. Now for you Badger fans from Minnesota that are, that are a fan of the Vikings, you know what you're getting. You know it's a valuable player that you don't have to pay a lot. He got picked up on waivers by the Vikings, which is a smart move by them, but it shows you how stupid the Giants were. If a guy gets claimed that quickly, you obviously made a mistake. You obviously made a mistake by cutting him. So this situation 
also for Connolly isn't as good as the Giants if we're looking at it from his perspective. He's behind Eric Kendricks, Anthony Barr, and Eric Wilson at linebacker, which is obviously the best linebacking core in the NFL. And he's a backup along with Troy Dye from Oregon. Badger fans saw Dye in the Rose Bowl. I love Dye coming out. He's a tackling machine, good player. So it's a worse situation for him going forward. And I just don't get why he was cut in the first place. The Giants made a massive mistake. The Vikings made a great move to pick him up. But for his career, Connolly was in a great situation with the Giants. Less ideal now for the Vikings. But even even my buddy, who's a who's a Giants fan, I told him. I was like, hey, you saw the you saw the Giants cut Connolly today. He said, what? What are you talking about? He thought he was going to be a starter going into the season. He's cut. Big mistake by the Giants. But hopefully Connolly gets a good shot with the Vikings. He's able to show his talent. And, you know, he's able to have a productive career. Because it'll show it'll show the Giants the mistake that they made by cutting him and thinking that his slow rehab or whatever else was going on was enough to not keep him on the roster. So staying in the NFL now, staying in the NFL, cut day happened. It was a hectic day for former Badgers in the NFL. Many were cut by their teams. Six of them found a spot on a practice squad. There was a lot of movement. But I'm going to look big picture at the NFL this season and tell you why these guys that are on the practice squad, where normally it would mean that they're shot at making the active roster and seeing the field, normally that means that chance is very low. But this year is going to be very different for the guys that couldn't make the initial 53-man and found themselves on a practice squad. So this year in the NFL, like every other sport, you don't need me to tell you this. It's been and it will be unlike any other. So some of the changes we've already seen are zero preseason games. We saw a virtual NFL draft in April. And if you've watched HBO's Hard Knocks at all, which side note, I haven't liked it hasn't been the hard knocks that I love, but that's obviously the, the current situation. Um, but the training camp structure is completely different. But one of these new changes that you can see positively and honestly is positive for everyone trying to make it on an active roster in the NFL is that the league expanded its practice squads, squads sorry, to 16 players um, up from 12 last season. They're now allowing up to six vets on the squad. You see the Eagles holding Josh McCown on their practice squad while he lives in Texas and coaches high school football just in case the quarterback room goes down. Um, The NFL also let teams designate four players a week that can't be signed by other teams. They're allowing them to bring one to two practice squad players up to the active roster on game day and have two moves per player, two free, quote-unquote, free moves per player before they have to enter waivers and this is really significant so the six former badgers who were cut from the nfl nfl teams this week and got practice squad gigs that will be on a practice squad going into the season are dakota dixon chris orr natrol jamerson ryan groy Bo, ben shawell and dare and dare agumbawale so the rules the rules i just listed could very well be the reason they are still in the nfl the expanded practice squad could be the reason that some of these guys now, Dakota Dixon, Agumbawale, Groy, they, they have NFL experience. So you assume that they would stay. But Chris Orr, undrafted rookie, didn't make the roster. You don't know if he would have made the practice squad had this had this expansion rule not been put in place. But the big one here is is the rule of them of the league letting teams designate four players a week 
that can't be signed by other teams. So we already see this week it was released that Jamerson on the Panthers and Groy on the Chargers were placed on this week one protected list. So what does this mean short term? It means they obviously stay with a team that can't be signed off the practice squad by another team. But long term, it really shows the importance of them to the team or how the team views them and gives the indication that the pipeline to the active roster is there. And the pipeline is real. The pipeline especially is going to be real with COVID if players get COVID with injuries, with everything. Um, The flexibility given by these new rules will allow the players to see an NFL field this season. I guarantee it. It gives the teams flexibility in terms of keeping guys that they would have had on the active roster, didn't have the space for, you know, let's say someone gets COVID or someone's unable to practice or play, someone gets hurt. They're allowed to now bring these guys up. uh, In the past, when they wouldn't have, they now can. So then protecting, so the teams, the Panthers and the Chargers, protecting Jamerson and Groy is huge news for them, but also huge news about how these new rules affect affect the game and affect the players on the practice squad. And and we see it in baseball where they have expanded rosters and, and groups that can be added to the roster without penalty. And it's the same idea. This is a different year in baseball. Some in t- pretty much entire teams tested positive for COVID and they were able to call these players up. So from the perspective of these guys in the practice squad, this is news that'll give them the chance to see the field. And I think they will, especially the guys that are being protected by their teams. Um, so making the roster is obviously the goal for these guys going into the season, but being placed on a practice squad this year isn't the hard hit it usually is. It's not the hard hit. Guys can get called up a, a one to two times. They can be protected week to week. And when the injuries and COVID happen, because they will, the chance of these guys getting on the field is as great as it will ever be for people on the practice squad, those six players especially. All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Loaded show today. Nolan Rucci. The future's bright in Madison. Again, you can follow the pod at Third and Run Pod on Twitter. Go rate it, subscribe, comment. You can follow me and my work at Benzie Kenny on Twitter, badgeswire.usatoday.com. Appreciate having you in. We're going to start recording on Wednesdays because my radio show live with WSUM is going to start being on Fridays. So, We'll see you next Wednesday. Check back in. Appreciate you listening.